0: all right all right hello everyone and welcome to our new podcast resource Pos- resource potential uh, in this podcast we talk and talk to and share the stories of professionals spanning a variety of industries uh, you get to learn about the businesses they run or are part of as well as getting some valuable advice on how you can take that forward into your business or career now a little bit about resource yyc we are a co-working space for professionals in downtown calgary offering private offices dedicated desks, meeting spaces, and unique drop-in plans. We also offer virtual office services for those needing a professional mailing address. So if you're in the west end of downtown, come and check us out. Now I'll turn it over to Ron to talk to our special guest today, Sandy McGrath.
1: Thanks, Shelby. And yeah, I'd encourage anyone uh, who's either uh, looking for a space, working from home, and just wants to have a have a real office to work from, or just a home base, come check Y Y C out. Uh, Part of Resource YYC is about the community of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial companies. And uh, we're very fortunate today, actually, to talk to Sandy McGrath. Uh, Sandy's with Final Frontiers. We've known each other for a while, Sandy, but we've never actually got to talk much about your company. So um, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Thanks for joining us, Sandy.
2: Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. And yeah, I was realizing when you sent me this that it's been about seven, seven, eight years now almost that we've been hanging out. Exactly. So
1: Final Frontiers is one of the members of Resource YYC and uh have been doing some great work. In fact, it's interesting because Resource YYC has changed locations and then actually so Final Frontiers have gone with us, but Calgary's changed so much in the last seven years that, that it's probably not even the same world as when we first met.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny <laughs> to think about when we started back at the at the brick office on McLeod yeah. and now we're in in the new building on the other side of downtown and yeah. all the changes and everything that's taken place in the last seven years.
1: Yeah. And, um, and Sandy's been with the company for quite a while. So why don't we start out? Tell me, let's talk a bit about yourself, Sandy. What's your background and, and how you ended up, uh, eventually at final frontiers. Yeah.
2: Uh, so I'm originally from Prince Rhode Island. I moved out here in 2005, uh, kind of probably same story you've heard a million times. I came out that was, <laughs> job opportunities and better better quality of life opportunities so I moved out um and then basically worked a few different jobs got to Final Frontiers around 2011 uh started off as an analyst for the company um and just took advantage of the opportunities of training coaching mentoring from uh from Bill and and other people that were in, within Final Frontiers and worked my way up about twenty seventeen, I finished my uh SAIT business certificate. Um and then took over as operations manager in twenty eighteen and haven't looked back since. And Pino exactly. Frontiers now for twelve
1: years as of April Fourth. Wow. And um oh. sorry, I got a background call Thanks. here <laughs> coming in. Um yeah, and during that time, I mean, what a time to be. What a time to be there! Because Calgary went through the downturn. I mean, not only were you with the company growing, but the whole world churned a bit through there. So, so uh, maybe actually tell us a bit about Final Frontiers and and how you guys have evolved uh, with all the changes going on.
2: Yes, so I think you you make up a great point. Is you know I think twenty eleven when I joined, we were in the tail end or in the recovery period of of the two thousand eight two thousand nine downturn. So the company had had shrunk down to i think three or four staff um and we've grown it back up to i think seven i think right now or seven or eight uh i think the, the company originally started in the late 90s i think it was an adventure tourism company uh bill <laughs> no so there's nothing everybody asks me all the time They're <laughs> like, you know final frontiers is this you know are you guys a bunch of trekkies or yeah. is it all about star trek it actually has nothing to do with star trek it's uh You know, the way Bill explained it to me is it was an adventure tourism company. He took people to get past their final frontier. So if you were afraid (laughs) of spiders, he'd work with you to work your way up to having one crawl on you. If you're afraid of heights, he'd work his way up to getting you to skydive. Um, He had a computer sciences background. So I guess in the end of the 90s, he decided to take the website, the domain, all that stuff and turn it into um, an IT company. And well, so they had been an IT company since the late
1: 90s. Well, you know, that's so, talked talk to so many entrepreneurs and startup companies and how you have to pivot, but actually I didn't know that. And that is an amazing pivot. So, uh, yeah. but you're pretty well established. I don't think anybody comes to you for adventures now, do they? No,
2: I haven't been asked to. Uh, to thank <laughs> goodness nobody asked me to help with skydiving because they'd have to help me first. <laughs> virtual, but, maybe virtual. I've done a virtual one before and it's still, it's kind of
1: uh, it's still unnerving. <laughs> So so with that uh twist in the companies um, clearly the target audience has changed since the beginning but now uh now you guys are fully entrenched in the IT service and support world who are your target clients
2: Yeah so i mean i think our our or our target client really hasn't changed a great deal since i've started we've always focused on entrepreneurial spirited ownership um <laughs> And one of the things that's always, you know, amazed me specifically about being in Calgary, but just working with entrepreneurs, is is how they they look for opportunities at the worst of times. So you know, they're when things are, you know, downturn and their you know their industry or their their target client, you know, are disappearing or having hard times. What always amazes me and why I love working with entrepreneurs is is that they'll look at what they have and what they. Um, what services and support and what they have. And they look for other opportunities and not just in their own industry. You know, we've seen entrepreneurs take their, you know, their products and services and pivot and do something completely different, but with the same people, same capital, same um, equipment. And that's the great part about working with entrepreneurs is they don't, you know, they usually don't just take things lying down. They're looking for how they can, do better, grow, take care of people. And it's always fun. You never, you never really get bored. <laughs> so what,
1: so what does that mean? What kind of support do you give an entrepreneur? I'm, I'm assuming that some of these people don't have any IT background or, or, or any time. So you guys must step in and play a big role with startup companies and growing companies. Yeah. I've, I'm
2: really grateful. That I've got, I've made a few um, important business contacts myself over the years and uh, one of our clients, I was talking to him about a month ago, and we realized that, um, I think this is startup number four we've helped him with. Wow. And so he had a company, started it up, grew it to about 40 people, sold it, started another company, grew it to about 40 people, sold it, and now he's, um, he's doing another completely different, not an oil and gas. Uh, business and he called me last February and said hey you know you've their time's a charm you know you've helped me every other time with growing and setting up the business you guys always know what I need you're here to help me and support and when we're focusing on things like you know I tell everybody we, we focus on what's success to their business you know so we're helping them and we understand what is we work to help on work to understand what is success to them because what's success to them may not be success to everybody in that industry or that vertical. So if you understand what's success to them, you can understand how they're thinking, what's important to them, what you have to do or put in place to help them meet that target. And, and that's the fun part about working with you know the different entrepreneurs we have over the years is um, you build those relationships and you understand and see things and then you inherently become a bit of an entrepreneur yourself because you have to look for opportunities and ways to help them grow their business.
1: So, well, that's interesting because, well, one is no wonder you're such a good fit at resource YYC because it's all entrepreneurial people and, you know, it, whether it's a consultant a one person or, or multiple people or a growing company, but um, so every startup is different. However, do you have a bit of a methodology or, or a bit of a standard way you approach, uh, um, approach companies and kind of wh- what kind of service do you get for So for companies that are starting up, it's, it's kind of all over the map but you must add some stability in your approach and methodology for them what do, what do you guys do that's uh unique
2: typically whenever we're working with startups and and because we've had the the good fortune of working you know with yourself and all the different partners that you guys have brought in with resource yyc over the years um you get a you get a sense of kind of what people need as a base to just just keep things going Yep. And once you can make sure that things are stable and running and there's there's just certain basics like, you know, just having their email licensing and that set up properly, um, their Office 365 licensing and services so that it fits the needs of their business and help explain to them what they, you know, how to not pay more than what they need to, but don't scrimp and save on things that are going to give them... Yeah. Features and services, or create instability in their environment. I think that's one of the key things. Is is, and and you you've probably know this better than I ever will. But you know, if you're working too much, you know, in the business, you're just you're not getting out there and growing it and doing the things you need to to grow it. So if you're constantly working on stability problems because of yeah. what's happening in your environment, you're you're eventually just gonna you know death by a thousand cuts kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well, there's two things. You have missed opportunities and actually um, there there's risk. If you don't have someone managing that, then you actually have a risk that you're not paying attention to as well. So, you know, the what you said a couple of things that actually totally resonate with me. Um, you know, when you're a startup, the, having a company that understands startups knows that you don't necessarily have to do everything at once. You have to be doing the important things now and having people around you that anticipate what the next things you have to do. Um, so you're always focusing on the priorities so it sounds like in the IT world that's really what you guys offer as a service is critical things now that needs to be done and anticipating what what problems are going to be in the future
2: yeah one of the things I love one of the the biggest things that I love about Final Frontiers that you know I never did at any of the other (laughs) IT companies I work for um, and it's become pretty standard across the industry but you don't get the full value of them unless you have a really good relationship and partnership mm-hmm. is the quarterly business reviews where when mm-hmm. we're talking with clients and we're talking about strategy and how like where what are your plans in one to three to five years and how can we help you get there and the and the, the fun part about it is is when we actually are bringing things to the table that we think will help them meet those goals that they haven't thought of, or we're saying like, look, we're seeing this in in your industry where this software or service or um, potential regulations coming down the pipe that you should prepare for because it could be, you know, expensive or it could change a lot of your business processes or um, even helping them write things like like policies and business processes and that that affects their business. When you're in that relationship and you're able to have those conversations with people uh, and you're not talking about like, hey, why doesn't my second monitor ever stay on or something like that? like it, It's completely different business relationship. And when you're there, it's, it's a lot of fun as an IT company because you get to talk about strategic projects that are helping them grow their business. And when they grow, you grow. So,
1: so that's a great segue because right. I wanted to know, you know, especially startups are so busy head down, just focus on what's there, but what are some emerging or really critical uh, risk uh, topics or things that are coming up that small businesses and startups should be aware of and that you guys have helped out with? Yeah, I
2: think, you know, most businesses in the last couple of years have probably seen quite a change in terms of uh, cyber and business insurance Mm -hmm. and how that's kind of dictating a lot of their investment or things that they have to have in place. And, you know, that's, that's something that I think a lot of businesses are kind of, they're still navigating because it changes, it changes quite often. Um, You know, two, three years ago, you know, cyber insurance was just an add on to your business insurance. You checked a box, you got cyber insurance. Now, you know, we're helping clients understand and navigate when they're getting, um, you know, an outside pen test with security audits that are coming back and saying, you know, you need to look at these things or do you have these things in place? And we've seen clients, you know, miss out on RFPs because they didn't have email testing for mm-hmm. their staff, for example, and they didn't realize. Yeah. So they lost out on like a $2 million bid because they didn't have a, a service in place that they didn't think was important. So, um, you know, I think that's that's some of the key things is, is understanding in, in terms of how much money you have to set aside for dealing with disaster recovery, um, having the right services that meets all your business insurance and how that's going to keep you. Um, it's not so much a cost. A lot of clients that we see now, they're seeing it as a um as a way to sell their business, they are more secure than others. They are the right people to partner with because they take these things seriously. And, and that's a, that's a great place to be rather than trying to scramble last minute to make sure that your business has the right things in place to keep your business insurance so that you can keep doing work and get certified or, you know, vetted so that you can continue to do things like RFPs or bid on work
1: in your industry. Um, You know, well, I was going to ask you so, so when you say all that stuff from, you know, a man, uh, owner or a manager, that seems a bit daunting and overwhelming um, because you got all the other things you worry about. How do you guys, uh, how do you guys help simplify that for companies? Um, so, so, so all those things are risks and and even actually opportunities lost because they don't have that in place. But, but are there ways that you guys can help make that simple and take the take the complication out for business owners?
2: yeah that's you know that's where we come in as the trusted partner and we show them like look this is this is where our our knowledge of all these different things can help make sure that you put the right services and systems in place so that you can say yes to these audits or assessments because or if you you know if you can't say yes to it these are the things you need to do so that you can say yes and you know, we have, you know, I went through this with our team the other day, but we have a, um, we call it the, uh, the security dashboard of all the different components of cyber insurance audits that we've seen across the industry. And we've seen even with partners and, and friends of mine down in the States that run significant IT companies. And we kind of share the cyber insurance forms that all the different clients are getting back so that we know, like, if this is what you're seeing now, you can probably expect to see this in your next one. And if you're not being asked this kind of stuff now, prepare to see it. And these are the, you know, this is how you address this. And here's your, yeah. your you know, your project or your statement of work, or this is a service you need to have in place. And then when you do get asked, it's, you can actually say, yeah, like I've had this in place the whole time. Um you know wow. we're going we're going through things right now about being a preferred vendor for different cyber insurance companies in Canada because we've worked with clients and been able to put the frameworks in place that they go through the insurance audits and the insurance adjusters are like wow like this is great you know you already have this done you're not going to be difficult uh-huh. to reinsure or keep keep as a client
1: because you've got this well that's you know um so not only are we talk about how overwhelming it is, the, some companies, right, to deal with that, they literally would not have the exposure and knowledge that you guys have because of your network and and experience. That's uh, that makes that's really unique. Uh, you know, you always want to have something that to differentiates you, but it sounds like your broad network of experience with companies and just within the industry really, really, uh, you you it adds value to every client you had. We try. That's the goal. Is yeah, that's- we want to be that's that trusted partner. And I think I think some things that kind of measures that is you guys, both you personally and your company, have actually had some accolades uh, about some of the work that you've done as well. So some awards. Tell us a bit about that.
2: Yeah. So I'm really, really lucky and fortunate. I've worked with some amazing, amazing guys, guys and girls over the last, you know, twelve years and. For the last five, we've been top fifty managed, one of the top fifty managed IT companies in Canada. Um, we, I've been able to. I was the finalist for the Future Leader under forty. Uh, one of the top one hundred people in diversity, equity, and inclusion in technology was was a really surprising one. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know I was up for that one. Um, <laughs> i sat on cybersecurity boards for some of the largest technology companies in the world. Um, Last year, I was able to speak as a panelist for the first time, which was wonderful at an event, large 2,500-person event, which was really cool to see. Um, You know, those are are just some of the, you know, sat on CompTIA's inaugural North American uh, executive board last year which was really cool and i got to work with different businesses all across the world on that one um so those are some of the ones that i'm you know that we've we've been able to get but the team ones have been the great ones because it involves everybody and uh, i'm really proud of the team for those ones
1: that's excellent well you know it totally reflects all the stuff we talked about before of why you receive the awards because you're different But that's also why you offer a service that's different to your clients as well and and uniquely qualified and unique experience. So, uh, Hey, thanks for talking about your company. Anything we didn't talk about that uh, we should bring up while we're on a podcast.
2: Um, no, I think, you know, one of the, the fun things or the things that I'm looking forward to in our new location is, is, um, seeing more people come back into the space okay. and I'm, I'm looking forward to, getting back to having a lot more people in resource yyc which is always fun it's nice having it's nice having friends around and uh, i'm looking forward to the summer Uh, (laughs) i think this is it's you know one of the things that's interesting now with calgary specifically is is the change in the technology landscape there's so many more there's so much more technology companies moving in and how that's changed like if you go down and you know, ninth of, there's just mm-hmm. a whole string of, of technology hub buildings and um, yeah. seeing that kind of focus and investment in the events that are starting to come in, you know, even, even ourselves we're starting a new um, conference in September. Oh, excellent. Uh, so, do you want to speak to it? What is that? It's called it's can yeah. that's the website. Uh, and, you know, we've, I've been working with a number of people for the last three years on um, trying to bring bigger, better technology events to Canada, because typically there's just not very many and they're not very, they're not great. Um, The idea is, is that we wanted to bring really great world-class events to Canada. Um, And a friend of mine, uh, Daniel Mitchell from Edmonton, his IT company and his, uh, his operations manager, Kerry Green, they um, they kind of also agreed and jumped on and all three of us are working together. And September uh, 24th to the 26th, we have a brand new Canadian conference. It's going to be in Banff. Um, registration, I think actually opens on Monday next week. And then oh, wow. we've been able to use our contacts and friendships and relationships as best as possible to bring in, vendors that I honestly never thought we would ever be able to get, but they jumped on board. And I think it talks to I think how um, how much energy and excitement there is in Alberta right now towards technology is how quickly these companies jumped on board and, and wanted to sponsor. And I think it's going to be a, an, an amazing event. Well,
1: that's exciting. It's exciting that you guys, you're kind of right in the middle of all that. So uh um, and you mentioned the website, and we'll make sure we post it well. And if anybody wants to actually contact Final Frontiers, how do they do that?
2: Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, you can always contact Sandy at finalfrontiers.net. Uh, we have our phone line, 403 234 Final uh, Finalfrontiers.net is the website. Um, and anytime anybody ever needs anything or they just want to, you know, ask some questions or need some kind of advice on anything you can reach out anytime
1: excellent and i'll I'll kind of wrap up by saying um sandy um and File frontier spent a lot of time downtown when nobody else was downtown during the whole pandemic um we appreciate that and and it was some pretty lonely days downtown calgary so i'm with you it's nice to see people coming back in our new location we got some new people and there's a bit of excitement uh, uh, there's excitement with Final Frontiers and excitement uh, Resource YYC building our community again after the the slowdown and uh, and it is fun downtown to see all the changes and and technology happening. So uh, thanks again, Sandy. I appreciate you taking the time to tell us a bit nice. about uh, yourself and Final Frontiers.
2: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to hang out with you and I'm, I look forward to hopefully doing it again sometime.
1: Excellent. And uh, Shelby, I'll hand it back to you. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Sandy. I think that's such important information about cybersecurity and everything. It's just I have to have those so strong security systems in place now with everything being sort of online. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming to talk with us. That was an amazing conversation.
2: Thank you for having me.